But children should be told that there is within them a spark, a something near their heart center, located near their heart center, which is in fact what moves from life to life. It is the real them, their body, their thoughts, their minds, their emotions, their passions. These are all instruments of the psychic being, of the soul, and that they should make an effort to locate, find, nurture, be in contact with their soul. I'm going to speak about uh, the education principles that we follow here in Oroville. But before that, I'll give you a little idea of uh, what is special and different about the yoga of Sri Aurobindo. Sri Aurobindo created an ashram in uh, Pondicherry, helped by the mother. And he had this vision of living a spiritual life in life itself, in life and matter. Most spiritual practices are done away from life, whether it is in India or in the European tradition. People separate themselves from normal life. Here was an experiment where everything was considered spiritual. The divine or the unknowable, something that we can't express, is in everything. And the expression of that, a full expression of that in your life, is what was being attempted in the yoga of Sri Aurobindo, which he uh, practiced at the ashram in Pondicherry. In 1968, a more broader experiment was started called Oroville. It was a township where uh, the conditions of admission were less uh, stringent. One could leave a family life, etc. And the objective was more to uh, have people from all over the world live together and demonstrate by the principles that uh, Sri Aurobindo and Mother enunciated, a kind of living human unity. So in the ashram, people are provided all types of work. There are all kinds of activities. Everything that happens in normal life also happens there. But there is, uh, but life is simple. At a material level, it is simple. And uh, you are given what you need. But if you need, uh, for your work, let's say you need a sophisticated music instrument, you'll be provided that. So it caters to all aspects of your needs, not just the economic aspect. This was one major difference that he moved away from what is currently all over the world. The economic pressures make that the most important part of life. Here for us, uh, while it, the economic activity is necessary and important, it is not the only uh, aspect of life. There are many other aspects to life. Now we'll see how this translates itself 
into school education. So the school education also we call it an integral education. It means it caters unlike a normal school which is really focused on the syllabus being given by the board and to score high marks in that uh, board exam which is mainly uh, in spite of all efforts uh, it still remains uh, a lot of memorization. For us, knowing facts, knowing certain processes is not the important part of what we hope to achieve in a school. We want to develop certain faculties in, uh, in the students, and I will enumerate them as we go along. The subject matter or the learning of the facts is not that important, it is more important develop certain capacities. So let's start with physical education. In a normal school, physical education is recognized, but very few schools have the ability to offer uh, proper facilities. It is very rich schools only that uh, can offer playgrounds and sports equipment, gymnasium, swimming pools. And uh, so we, uh, for us, physical education is a very important component of both school life as well as uh, life onward. In fact, uh, we see education as unending. It, uh, it is not compartmentalized into school, college, and then the rest of working life. Education is a continuous growth of one's personality. So physical education is currently a well-developed science and those schools which can afford it should have a proper physical education curriculum that, uh, and give sufficient time, very often, uh, I know of schools that may give one period a week. Uh, you know, that is not enough. That is not giving it the appropriate uh, weightage that is needed. And again, uh, it should not be competitive games. It is not that the school wants to have a reputation as the best uh, football team or the best cricket team. Uh, what is more important is that the children develop stamina, strength, flexibility, using all kinds of uh, exercise forms, whatever is available, what staff is available, whether the gymnasts are available, yoga teachers, athletics, and all games. Anything and everything is useful in developing a good physical education. From the physical, I would move to what we call the vital, which in ordinary parlance would mean the sensory development. This is uh, not so common to develop, let's say, all the senses. The senses through which we take in information, our eyes, our nose, our ears, sense of taste, touch. All these can be 
trained and developed. For, for the visual part, there are many games and exercises available. But for the other senses, they are not. And uh, we try to develop our own exercises, train the children in their senses. So this is one part of the vital uh, education. Another part of vital education is developing the aesthetic being, a sense of beauty, a sense of form, sense of color, sense of color combinations. Uh, again, these, there are exercises by which you can practice these senses. This is a sense which the more you practice it, the more you will develop it. If there are people at your home who have these capacities, uh, then it is likely that you will pick up uh, things like this from your relatives or friends. But if they are not there, it won't happen. So this is a conscious development of the sensory uh, development and the aesthetic. After this, what constitutes uh, character development or the vital education is what we call character development. Now this is again uh, not uh, not much focused on. In a normal school, there are rules of the game. You are punished if you don't do something, and out of fear you do it. This is mostly what is called character development. In our schools. We do not use punishment or any kind of fear as a way of uh, getting students to uh, do things. Rather, the teacher explains to the children why he needs to do, let's say, a common thing, why uh, a student may not be doing his homework. You can either have a set of punishments or the teacher can have a dialogue with the student, try to understand what is his problem, and explain to them, appeal to their goodwill, appeal to their own sense of self-appreciation, and get them to work voluntarily, not out of fear, not out of some kind of sanctions or punishment or suppression, or withdrawal of certain privileges, we don't need to use these methods for character development. Along with uh, talking to the students, it would be good for students to have role models. Usually uh, kids do have role models, either for a young boy, it may be a sports person, for a girl, it may be an actress, or whatever. And over the span of your life, these may change. So that is important to have some role model, some idol, a person you idolize. And you push your personality in the positive uh, achievement. Yep. We have a few images of activities at schools. Uh, this is a, a photo of a program we called uh, Awareness Through the Body. It's a set of exercises that help you to focus on your body and be conscious of the movements happening in your body. This is the same. It's a part of the 
body awareness program. Same, this is also the body awareness program. It's a very unique program developed in Auroville itself. Again, this is uh, another exercise. Very, It helps uh, you to focus on your body. You have to keep still, keep the uh, candle straight and burning. And this requires a lot of concentration on your body. This is a crafts uh, workshop. We had, uh, the, we had some artists from Rajasthan who knew uh, tie and dye. They came and uh, our children, we uh, took off some time from the regular classes and learned tie dyeing, batik work with them. This is the same uh, tie dye. We have a Russian lady who's a clay teacher. This is some of the works that the children do with her. It's clay modeling. Another thing we did uh, sometimes do is during uh, the assembly time, we invite uh, special teachers. So we had a program for learning different scripts where we invited people who explained to the teachers how different languages are written. So this lady is explaining the Persian script. She's an Iranian lady. She is Chinese. She's uh, showing us the Chinese script. This is the Arabic script. And this is the Hebrew script. Like that, we had uh, a number of uh, interesting activities. And we keep changing this. Whoever we get... Uh, so I was at uh, character development. Uh, this is very important. And the teacher himself uh, or herself can be a role model. That is the best. Children are, can really take up, uh, be taken up by the personality of a teacher and want to be like the teacher. So the idea of, a, of some sort of a role model, whether outside or within the school, amongst the teachers, is important character development. And the teachers need to be very, very sensitive to what is happening with the children. Help them to understand the movements that go on within them in terms of their own uh, passions, their own desires, their own instincts, and learn how to uh, first observe them, see them, and control them. Character development is essentially about being able to control the various movements that go on within you and to recognize this. And this is one of the best gifts a teacher can give uh, to a student, is really to, to want to learn, to want to learn at any point of time, wherever they are. I always give the example of... Uh, Supposing uh, one is stuck at a railway station, the train is late by half an hour. You may either get bored for the next half an hour till the train comes and the purpose is achieved. Or you may find it quite interesting to look around uh, what is going on on the platform. It may be of interest to you. You may want to see uh, the different types of dresses people are wearing, or where they have come, what they could be doing. Things like that. This is what I mean by vital education. Then we come to what is called, and traditionally it is called mental education. Mental education is normally understood, as I said before, 
by learning the subject matter that is given as per the curriculum and being able to reproduce it properly in an exam. Uh, but here again, we focus on developing certain capacities of the mind rather than memorizing facts. We are more interested in uh, having the students learn to concentrate, for example. Now, there are various exercises for concentration. One commonly used in our schools is to give a flower to each child. Let's say it's put in a bottle and you keep it in front of you. And then the child is asked to just look at the flower and think of nothing else but the flower. And it can start with one minute and be increased to two minutes. Slowly, the level of concentration increases. So this is one of the many, many uh, exercises that are available for concentration. Another aspect of the mind that is important to develop is widening the mind. By this we mean that whatever is the subject, to look at it from many different points of view. Let's say we are discussing democracy in a social science class. It should be possible to see not only the good points of the democracy, but also the flip side, or to compare it to other systems of uh, governance and the advantages of other systems. Like that, it widens your mind. You are not uh, stuck to just one viewpoint. Widening the mind is another important part of mental development. A third aspect of mental development is control of the mind. We should be able to control what comes into our minds. You know, the mind is an open field. It, uh, it gathers uh, thoughts from everywhere and anywhere. Whoever is around you, near you, even if they are not speaking to you, just the fact that you are in the presence of somebody, you may imbibe some ideas from that person. Uh, good ideas, bad ideas, whatever. But you are an open field which uh, allows all kinds of thought vibrations to flow into you. It is important to learn how to control uh, what you want to think and when you want to and to push out all kinds of undesirable things. This is important. And the last thing that uh, we practice in our schools is mental silence. If one can learn to be quiet, not just physically quiet, but uh, that means not speaking, but actually quiet in the sense that the mind is at rest, is silent, is at complete rest. This is good for the mind, uh, like any type of rest is good for the body, same for the mind. It needs a rest, and mental silence is a good uh, is a good practice. It also allows higher uh, thought forms like inspiration, intuition, 
to enter you if you can silence your mind to the flow of thoughts that are going on inside you all the time. So this is important. And finally, the last aspect of our education system is the psychic. Psychic is, in Indian terms, we call it Atma, our soul. To be in touch with the soul was a key element of Sri Aurobindo and Mother's Yoga. It is that part of your being that if you are in touch with it, the guidance of that is the sure way of living your life. So to be in touch with your psychic being, was a very important part. Now, there are uh, many methods, and one can say no method of doing this. The best method is to be in touch with people who are themselves in touch with their own psyche. If your teachers, if your staff are, are spiritually inclined, this will help the students also to be in touch with their soul. To contact with such people is one of the most important ways being in touch with your psyche. But children should be told that there is within them a spark, a something near their heart center, located near their heart center, which is in fact what moves from life to life. It is the real them, their body, their thoughts, their minds, their emotions, their passions. These are all instruments of the psychic soul and that they should make an effort to locate, find, nurture, be in contact with their soul. This is important. Those who are in touch with their psychic being are always uh, in a wider consciousness. They, they help other people. They are not egoistic. They have a, a much more universal way of looking at things. So this is important to so these are the various uh, faculties that we try to develop in our students through their many years in school. Of course, all this is done through the normal curriculum. It's not uh, that uh, languages and maths and science and social science are not being taught. They are also being taught. But the focus is really on developing all these various faculties that I have enumerated. A few more things I would like to say about the schools, how you will find it a little different from other schools. The atmosphere of a school is important. It is important that, uh, and the atmosphere I'm talking about is at many levels. Well, let's start with the physical. The whole physical ambience of the school should be clean, neat, organized, beautiful. It should be pleasing to the eye. As soon as you enter the school, you, uh, you feel you are in a very neat and clean, and nice environment. If you have gardens, they should be kept nicely. If you have play fields, they should be maintained properly. Your furniture is arranged properly, is maintained properly, things like that. So, the whole physical environment is uplifting because it is beautiful. The second 
is the emotional learning, biomethods. In a normal school, you will find that uh, a certain kind of uh, distance is maintained between teachers and students. There is a very often, though not always, an element of fear in the students towards the teachers and the other staff of the school. We eliminate this completely. There is no fear in our students towards their teachers and the administrators. On the contrary, there is a mutual respect and a friendship between them and a very easygoing relationship. Also, the, st uh, the school administration makes sure that the bullies of the school are kept in check and they don't bully the weaker students or the younger students. So students live without any fear at all. And in fact, uh, so far as our school, the village school is concerned, they have uh, in their homes, there is quite a lot of fear. They're, they get beaten by their parents. Uh, it's a normal practice. It's nothing special. And they find it different, very different when they come to the school. But it's a totally different environment. So the emotional climate is kept very friendly, very loving, very caring. And this is very important for the nurturing of the soul of a child. As, long, as soon as there is any element of fear, the soul of a child shrinks and hides itself. But when there is a climate of love and beauty around, it begins to flower and come up. A third environment uh, of the school I would call the cultural environment. I showed you some images of uh, how we did this course on scripts. This is not part of any curriculum. It's not required for the students to know this type of information. But it's a part of their general uh, awareness of the world around them. So we get all kinds of interesting people usually during our morning assembly or at any other time, to address the students, either they perform something or they show them something or they talk to them about something. We also have a lot of storytelling, interesting stories. They have some examples or they have a kind of a didactic purpose to the stories. Then the last thing I wanted to say was the discipline that needs to be maintained when there's a large number of children in the school. We try to inculcate a self-discipline amongst our, our students. The rules that we want to follow are simple and the consequences of not following the rules are also quite simple, known to the students. For example, if somebody is disturbing all the time, they are just taken out of the class into some place which is designated for this purpose. Uh, maybe a library or somewhere. They're just removed from the class, that's all. Essentially, they learn the idea that these rules are meant for their own benefit. 
and that if they try to break them, they are not uh, doing anything smart or anything that others will appreciate or make them heroes for. So over the years, it's easy to establish this kind of self-discipline, and it works pretty well. Lastly, I would say if a child, uh, if a student leaves the school knowing himself or herself, knowing what are his or her strengths or weaknesses, knowing the kind of movements that go through the person and knowing how to control them, knowing what he or she wants from life and having the willpower, having developed that willpower to attain that, the school would have done a pretty good job. This is in a nutshell, I have uh, told you in about half an hour, something that we can talk of for hours. I would now like to open the discussion Uh, in our country, due to yes. absence of character development and discipline, huh. we give more emphasis in future life on individual profit than collective profit. And we also lack enterprise and innovation. Do you assess how your students faring in future life as regards their character and whether they are more innovative than other students? Yes, over the years, we have seen that uh, wherever they go, uh, they are noticed as something, that they have something different about them. And in fact, many of them are asked if when they go to college or somewhere, uh, where have you studied? So there is something different about them, and uh, we have noticed that. And in life also, those who start working, they are all doing quite well. In Auroville, uh, students from our schools also, from Odavi, they are noticed. They are, uh, many people have told me that you are doing a good job with these kids. Uh, my question is that one, uh, for example, when we look at our gurukuls and when we look at the current education system in South Korea and Japan, we see that to bond the children with the school, the children are involved in the administration, not really to run the school, but for example, to let them help with upkeep, uh, upkeep of the grounds, for example, with the cleaning activities. This helps the children understand that, yes, this is my school and I need to keep it clean, neat, pretty. For example, they engage them in uh, horticulture classes so they can understand how to tend flowers. Uh, so are there similar activities that you're doing in this school? That would be the, the first question. And the second question is that, uh, while we understand that you must be following the curriculum that the government of India has given, are we doing, uh, and I can see that you're doing things beyond it, but is there any dharmic study which is happening, for example, reading of the scriptures, not just related to Hindu dharma for that matter, even others? Are we doing anything similar to that? Uh, no, the first question, yes. We have uh, various activities by which this, uh, the students really feel engaged with the school. Uh, there is constant discussion with them about uh, their lunch program uh, or anything else that they may find wrong with the school. There is a complaint box kept uh, available to them. Uh, they can write and drop whatever they feel like. Uh, 
there is a morning before school starts uh, at the senior level we have uh, we have a huge courtyard uh, between two rows of buildings and that needs to be and there's a lot of trees there and uh, over the uh, day the lot of leaves drop and uh, so everybody has a broom and we sweep the whole the place up together when 40 50 kids together broom uh, uh, sweep the courtyard it takes not more than 5 minutes and it's a little game and it get the work gets done so like that uh, they have understood uh, very much in many other ways also that this place is really it's their school and it is for them we have no uh, uh, nothing to get out of it uh, which is different from their interest that part is uh, is indeed done uh, well the second one is about whether we teach scriptures or not is it uh, not really not really i would i was telling a serialized version of uh, the ramayana story or the mahabharata story or various other stories but not as a form of religion or dharma but more as the story itself and the uh, situations that the story uh, brought up and uh, with every every episode i would uh, throw up a question to them which deals with life you know mahabharata is full of uh, situations which occur all the time in life and it was a way to engage them in uh, real life issues but not uh, from the point of view of dharma no or uh, no we have never uh, really either uh, even mother and sarvendra we don't really try to explain to them in detail because they are small kids and uh, so we don't try to push any dharmic knowledge on the ah. activities the pictures we have shown are not really comprehensive at all uh, apart from this there is swimming there is horse riding for some students there is carpentry uh, there is ceramics and the atb awareness through body has an entire room like a gymnasium dedicated to it where there are ropes hanging from all kinds of places and uh, for swings i have actually seen because Oroville, um, this Udavi school is in a very small village called Idian Chavali, about 15 kilometers from Pondicherry, and it's just a combination of jungles and villages. And there are these old, ancient banyan trees and people trees with uh, their roots hanging. So you can actually see them swinging on the trees like Tarzan, you know. That's in real life. I saw that. I think the children are very lucky to have somebody dedicated like you. and they i've seen these photographs they have so much of space available since we are in a cosmopolitan city there is hardly any place for kids to play around these days your kids are really lucky now i just ask want to ask you one or two small things uh, during this covid time when we are unable to get the children to school how are you managing uh, we are not managing the school mm. more or less closed now Okay, then how do you keep in? We did manage uh, by uh, preparing worksheets, and we would somehow find a way to distribute the worksheets to them, their homes. Mm-hmm. The uh, because the school and their homes are not so far from each other, 
uh, and they would uh, return the worksheets uh, after doing the work and like that there was an exchange between the teacher and the students some of your kids must be going and appearing for sslc exams and things like that or uh, cbs exams if yes. so be special coaching for these kids or no they appear for the tamil nadu board our this particular school that i am talking about is linked to the tamil nadu uh, board and uh, they managed to uh, do well do well without any special coaching and uh, you have paid teachers or are they all volunteers and i think the lady said standing there appears to be a volunteer anyhow people yeah. from the lady who's whom you are seeing on the screen she's a iranian lady she is a member of auroville mm -hmm. of course volunteers so that is an advantage that we have uh, we can tap into a lot of resources which are free i don't have to pay her anything i'm yes. happy to come and do what she did uh, but our normal teachers half of them are paid and uh, half of them are members of auroville who are who are supported by auroville Uh, you also mentioned one small point which i noticed you said the children get some kids get beaten up at home and when they come home to i mean come to school they feel very happy uh, could you just uh, touch upon this aspect of uh, getting beaten up at home see it is very common in the village uh, culture to just uh, slap a child for example or something small he may have done they don't think twice about it if we try to tell them uh, don't do this uh, they find it very strange it is their culture it is uh, the culture is like that uh, to just hit a child uh, for any small thing uh, and the bigger ch children will beat the smaller ones and like that uh, it's a what to say it's a very unenlightened uh, village situation so they belong to that there is nothing i can do to change that all i can do is create a different environment when they enter our compound uh, do we meet the parents any time we meet the parents yes of course interaction with the parents yes we do meet the parents <laughs> but they will not understand many things so there is a difficult to talk to their stationery and things that uh, they are supplied by the uh, by auroville the notebooks and pencils and no, things like they, uh, no no they their parents are these days even a uh, even a coolie uh, work, uh, earns about 5 600 rupees a day so mm -hmm. and or a carpenter they are earning 8 900 rupees a day they can afford all this at that level uh, it is not only our fee structure is very nominal mm -hmm. fee is about 3 400 rupees a month and there is another 2 300 rupees for their nutrition so the fee structure thank you sir thank you very much thank you i have a little sharing here when he was saying that in the morning everybody comes together for the assembly uh, that includes the teachers and the principal who come and sweep the clean the school first and the grounds 